1: Welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us once again this week. Got a great show on tap for you. We are going to talk a little fishing with our buddy, the professional fisherman Mike Marfell, a little bit later on the show. We're also going to talk about some of the law and order issues that uh, have been making headlines here, both locally and nationally. Um, in the next segment of this show with our friend, the sheriff of Jefferson County, Dave Marshak. And in just a moment, we'll start the show the way we always do with our buddy Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory. I'm Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis and my partner, Bo Matthews. Bo, what's happening?
2: Remotely. I'm remotely here.
1: You are remotely here as we can practice proper social distancing as the dreaded coronavirus is on the rise.
2: And well, hold on, hold on. Cases are, but the, the deaths are not. Can we correct. agree on that? Oh, yeah, that is You've very absolutely. correct. That is
1: very correct. That is very correct. And, um, kind of foreshadowing what we're going to talk to Sheriff about in just a little bit because, um, there have been some, uh, not laws passed, but, uh, resolutions proposed here in our area that, um, uh tie into law and order tie into the coronavirus and also plenty of stories nationally of course and i want to get uh, sheriff's uh insight on that stuff from a law enforcement standpoint so always looking forward to that and let's go ahead and get aaron on the line before we do this aaron are you there uh, I i don't know where I am, but I'm somewhere. <laughs> we also need to announce, and Aaron's been a part of this show since day one, so I want to make sure he was on for this as well. This is Chad Ellis' last show. This Yay, is his okay, going Chad. away. This is the going away edition. <laughs> yeah.
3: For, for those is, that are not familiar, we, 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 we get brand new producers in. We groom <laughs> them. We, we, we bred them into just... Amazing. Abuse them, <laughs>
2: definitely, <laughs> and definitely, and definitely a little bit of abuse, That's Bo. Amazing. You got it right on the head with that one. <laughs> no, I'm hey, just. Did, did Rogan, did Joe Rogan get you? Is that the deal? Are you going to, do you going to work for the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> no, Aaron no, I is.
1: Aaron is exactly right. We get the producers. They come here, they and then they. The Second Amendment Radio is such a great experience that they always leave us. They go on to brighter <laughs> and better things. It's the incubation and, system, you and know? we're just still here doing this weekend show it's fine I mean, it's the incubator you know is. we're in this little tiny <laughs> studio
4: and uh i'm trying to get to a big studio there you go and i get be it. there every day i
2: get it well, the, are, the we, are we are we announcing guy
1: but no oh, not I... yet right. go ahead aaron the last
3: guy he went to like dgs i think right that's a that's a pretty yeah. big show that's right are that's you
2: talking big about big zach he went to the morning mark cox
3: oh yeah now he's on mark cox no I he, he went to DGS. that's where that's
2: where he went first yeah that's where he went do we have a producer elect yet we do. You guys do.
1: The great Carl Littleman will be joining <laughs> us oh. going oh, nice. forward. Yes, yes, he will be making his first appearance uh, on Second Amendment Radio next week. So this is Chad. That dude's final a legend. Yeah. He is. He's, He's a been legend, in
4: radio man. for a long time. And I'm quite yeah. honestly, I'm kind of glad I'm getting out this way because. He's, he's, he needs the he needs the he needs the bump up
1: well you know? I don't know I don't know how much Chad is uh, is willing to share or talk about where he's going but uh, we will talk a little bit more with with Chad about his future and uh the uh the podcast exclusive this week we're also going to keep Mike Marfell on for that podcast exclusive so we can talk about some uh, wintertime fishing and uh, the great outdoors and things like that so stick around. Um, and uh, we uh, we we put that podcast exclusive out every Monday, so you can get two podcasts of Second Amendment Radio each and every week. The show podcast goes out on Fridays, and the podcast exclusive goes out on Mondays. So let's jump into it now, uh, Aaron. What is uh, the latest at Southern Armory? Not only uh, you know business wise, what's happening with you guys there, but what are the uh, what are you and your customers talking about? as uh we continue to see this presidential election situation lawsuits evolve some would say it's looking like the president is starting to come to terms with the fact that he lost the election other people say no that's not true at all like (laughs) both uh what are you guys talking about there uh in in the shop It's definitely a mix uh the other day was like the day of
3: conspiracy theories so i had uh a gentleman come in and say that Trump is hiding j f k jr he didn't really die and <laughs> wow. i just kinda, i just kinda, heard that I just kind of was taken back by that because i'm like um no i am pretty sure he's dead you know uh, i'm a I've got my pilot <laughs> No, no, no. i got my I got my commercial pilots license right so one of the one of the things in there that uh one of the case studies that we did was actually about his flight. And uh, my dad recreated that flight uh, and released a paper on it, you know, probably about six months after it happened. And uh, it was just really cool. He talked about, like, the the pathophys of, like, you know, the the stuff that was going on, like, because my dad was a medical doctor, like, medically. And then he he reflew it, took pictures, and neat, 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 neat thing that that dad had done. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure that guy's dead. But uh, apparently, you know, Trump was hiding him. So he could come out and run against Biden or
1: something. And I just, so, I had to wait check a out and go back. JFK Jr. died like 20 years ago, right? <laughs> yes. uh, 1999,
2: yeah. 1999. Yeah.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, so Trump had the foresight that he would be president, that he would win a presidential election and then, and then lose or possibly lose his, his reelection bid. And so he captured JFK Jr. 20 years ago. And put him away just in case this scenario <laughs> played <captured> out. He captured him?
2: <laughs> no, yeah. he's hanging out on Gilligan's Island, you man. Know, the Simpsons,
1: the <laughs> Simpsons I got, I got knew, nothing. so Trump
2: had to know already. That's a good
3: point. <laughs> Aaron Aaron okay. expert working on guns because he could only take so much of the craziness. So,
2: have uh, you guys? Hold on. Okay. Have you guys not? Go have ahead, you though. not seen the images from the the rallies uh, where there's a, a guy that that kind of has his facial structure, but it looks like he's got like a nose appliance on, like makeup, you know? And Carolyn Bessette is also there's a woman in the in the crowd as well that really resembles an older, you know, twenty years older Carolyn Bessette. So well, that proves I don't it. Know. <laughs> Anything, <laughs> hey, anything is possible. Come that on, one, this year,
1: not that one. That one's not possible. No,
2: so the, the oh, you other, know what? The other I'll one bet one you lunch, lunch it is. I'll if just bet you lunch.
1: If JFK Jr. is still alive, he must be hanging out in, in on the island with uh, Tupac and Elvis and everybody else that uh, yeah has had the death so, hoax. I mean, they, even, the even the if they are that, still
3: alive, the media wouldn't let us know. So that's what that's right. <laughs> and we're the media.
2: Yeah. All
3: yeah, right,
1: the, the so besides that, that, yeah, go
3: ahead, Aaron. Besides yeah, the other, JFK, the other what are... Probably a little bit more weight was the uh, CIA influenced the election with Dominion, that computer program. Yeah. Uh, that one's probably a little bit more palatable and believable. Yeah. Because, you know, the CIA's never influenced elections around the world before, and uh, the Dominion program <laughs> was used, like, everywhere, right? And so kind of, a, kind of an interesting, like, tidbit
1: um, on that. So so, Biden, it looks like he's going down the path that you have talked about, Aaron, uh, many times of using executive orders to ban high capacity magazines and maybe even ban certain types of ARs or long guns. Um, Have you guys how much what have you seen in that area about uh, about what Joe Biden may be planning to do? And how is that affecting not only your business, but your customers?
3: I am really glad that you brought that up because okay. you're aware that that President Trump used an executive order to to help get um bump, bump stocks banned. Uh-huh. B- right. as it well reclassified as a machine gun and therefore, you know, they got they got banned. So, um, it it is an interesting pathway that that was done. Now, that was about a device um, you know, an attachment that you put onto a firearm. So this would be like the equivalent to like an auto sear. But I don't, you know, quite know, you know, the, the scary part is, is that that, that that put the incline that we could slide down and go into, well, we banned bump stocks. Let's get 30 round magazines or more than 10 round magazines. Uh, reclassified as, you know, machine gun parts. Right. And, uh, mm-hmm. Therefore, they're subject to the NFA. I think it's going to be a lot harder. Definitely a, a lot. Um, it's definitely going to be a lot more difficult to get guns pushed that direction, right, onto the NFA and regulated when they never have been before, um, because you know AR-15s. That's just AR is not automatic rifle. It stands for Armalite Rifle Model 15. And there's a Model 10. There's a Model 14. And right, so they did a bunch of these. So like when you look at any manufacturer like let's take glock for example they've got a glock model 17 model 19 20 21 so on um and those are based off their patent numbers right when they, the the order they receive them in so with all that being said the the question now is you know where are we going to stop on this slope and unfortunately trump when he when he did the bump stock ban it was a pathway for them to try to ban other things So now we're going to reclassify optics, right, as a as a as some kind of, you know, high and mighty, um, you know, device military attachment. Right. That does something, even though, you know, you got to remember optics are subject to ITAR, which is international trade arms um, deal. So, you know, ITAR is a big deal. It says I cannot export certain things to certain countries. And optics are on that. Body armor's on that. A bunch of other stuff's on that. So, you know, could he use an executive order to get body armor um, where it's it's illegal? So lots of wow. questions. And can he do it? Yeah, he could do it. But would it stick uh, in the courts? And I mean, who who knows? You know, this is just we, we could literally do uh, several episodes on this. Uh, the other other great one I love, we, we do have Democrat customers and they are coming in and they're saying Biden does not want your guns. Right. He is not going to confiscate them. They're like, it's just a mandatory buyback. And of course, <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's confiscation. Like,
1: yeah, when the I mean, word mandatory is in is in front of the sentence. So just I yeah. mean, here, just looking at, at Joe Biden's yeah. website. I mean, it's well, that's, it's all that's on display what he wants to do. So yeah. it's not like it's not like we're making things up or yeah. or trying to predict but what he may or may not do. This is all here. I want to get your thoughts on they this one, are, Aaron. One they of them are
3: literally they are literally denying the website. My wife was so frustrated uh, that she went back, <laughs> which I was like, that's impressive, you know, to get her <laughs> right, right, day, like in her face, screaming, he's not going to do what's on his website, and she's like, I'm going back, and I looked at the guy and I go. So you're telling me he, he ran on a platform, put this out on the, the Internet, his website, right? Yeah. And he's not going to do it. He goes, yeah. I go, so you're telling me he's a liar and he's not going to fulfill the promises he made to the American people? He goes, yeah. I go, why'd you vote for him?
1: <laughs> so here's one more I want to get your thoughts on. One of the, one of the many things under his uh, um, gun law, what is it, the, plan, the Biden plan to end our gun violence epidemic – Okay, so one of the other things on here is something that we've talked about in the past, but also doesn't get it talked about very often these days is uh, regulate possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act. Says currently, the National Firearms Act requires individuals possessing machine guns, silencers, and short-barreled rifles to undergo a background check and register those weapons with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Due to these requirements, uh, Biden will pursue legislation to regulate possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act. Could you tell people what that means? What that right. what that plan entails? So he wants to
3: again. Get stuff reclassified. So if you have, let's say, an AK-47, 74, AR-15, AR-10, FAL—I mean, the kind of list goes on here. Um, you would—they would reclassify that gun to be an NFA weapon, uh, National Firearms Act. Which, for the people in the industry, the people who've been around a while, we know that that means machine guns, which are overly expensive, right? Like I can get you an M16 right now if you're willing to drop about 30, 35 grand. Um, if you want a suppressor, right, which are reasonably priced devices, 500, well, really cheaper than that. But you know, you know, most people are probably going to drop about 500 to 1,000 dollars, which is the cost of generally an AR-15 or a, a handgun. Um, on that, and then they got to register it for 200 dollars, just like machine guns. And then for people who want to take and make their their existing AR-15 or uh, AK or FAL or whatever, and make it a short barrel rifle, it's a barrel less than 16 inches. They've got to register it. With the federal government and pay two hundred dollars. so let's say he says all of these guns that can take more than a thirty round magazine or you know fifteen round magazine or whatever it may be, are now going to be included on the NSA, okay, unless we do something like what New York did, where you had to you had to go to a gunsmith and then have like the the cylinder on your revolver filled, right, or you had to have the gun modified in some way where it could not accept these larger capacity magazines. Um, or get rid of them okay uh, mm-hmm. so they'll just say you have to you have to register them so now you're going to register them you're going to pay the government two hundred dollars for somebody that has you know let's say five ar-15s that's a grand that's a thousand dollars coming out of their pocket and going to the federal government um, but then you have other people who have way more than five ar-15s they have let's say 10 15 or 20 of them that's definitely a bigger chunk of change so the the silver lining of this is let's say he does reclassify all these semi-automatic rifles as nfa items The soon as, the moment you register with the nfa and get your tax stamp back you can now make it a short barrel rifle right mm. which you know that's going to just make their heads explode when they realize that they just made all these guns really um they made the ability you can really do whatever you want with them now uh, so eric versus- Aaron-
1: Unfortunately, we're, we're out of time. I want to continue these discussions, though, next week. Maybe we should try to go a little bit longer next week because I want to get into some of these plans that Joe Biden has. Um, but but in your opinion, just yes or no. Can he uh, can he do this with an executive order? Get a lot of this accomplished with just executive order powers? We can, we can
3: probably try. Yeah. And he would yeah. use he would use the precedent set by Trump. Uh, with the executive order. I mean, that's how I would do it, right? And yeah. I'm, I, don't, I don't think I'm overly smart. but So tell us, uh, uh,
1: tell people how people can uh, find you guys, Southern Armory, both online and in person.
3: Yeah, so Southern Armory located at 9901 Watson Road. That's one by at least 270 and 44. And uh, you can find us on Facebook at Second Amendment News Podcast. Uh, we've got, uh, I got a couple of these guys coming on uh they're hilarious and you're gonna like their commentary just like mine <laughs> you can find this, uh, southern armory on facebook tons of videos on there uh, i had a guy the other day going hey i need to know how to clean my m1 carbine and i said here's a link to a video i said it's a complete detail stripping clean he was like can i bring it to you and i said or you can watch the video and learn to do it yourself either or it's fine with me and he's like i'm gonna watch <laughs> the video and try it i said you got issues come see me bring it into the store or, or message me on facebook i'm glad to work through those with you He's like
1: cool, uh, and then the other way is SouthernArmory.com. dot com. Ready, Chad? One last time, SouthernArmory.com. dot com. That I dot com. Yeah, love it, Aaron. Thank All you right. so much, and we will talk to you again next week. And let's uh, just tease everyone now, and and we're gonna, I'm gonna have the Biden website open next week. And we're going to spend Absolutely. a little bit of time with Aaron, and we're going to break down these plans that uh, that Joe Biden has in store, and we'll we'll talk about the truth and the reality of some of the plans that uh, the uh, president-elect. Well, Bo, I'm sorry that I used that term. The possible <laughs> president-elect. Um, it has in store for the Second Amendment if he is able to take power. So And,
3: and, bu- and buckle up, because it's going to be multiple episodes, because yeah. he's got a
1: lot of plans. Yeah, that's that's uh, a fact. So. Alright, so let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk to Sheriff Dave Marshak, the Sheriff of Jefferson County. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. You, smile? You, you feeling some type of way over there, Chad? It's a very grandiose entrance there. Yeah, it's it's my <laughs> last day, man. It's,
2: it's a sad. It's a sad day. I can it's tell. rainy out. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> Oh, welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Chad Ellis on his last day producing with us. Chad is on to bigger and better things, and uh, unfortunately we are losing him. Bo Matthews, of course, here as well. Bo, i got to give you a little behind the scenes here because Bo is uh, not in studio with us this week. He is uh, (laughs) practicing proper social distancing, is connected there to the Matthews compound uh during that break eight months in yeah during that break not only does he come out with the aerosmith song with the long orchestral (laughs) opening there he's every button you could push wrong during that break chad pushed it wrong
2: no it wasn't that i was pressing the wrong button
1: every time he has checked out he has already moved
4: on no every time i tried to record it would start at the beginning of the last segment so I had to just open up a new
2: a new file and just make it happen. And it was Any other day, Chad. Any other day you would have been fired.
1: This is this is short-timer right? <laughs> syndrome if I have ever seen it. He is already in Arizona. This guy is gone. Yeah.
2: Oh my. <laughs>
1: Uh, welcome back to the show. We are going to be talking to the Sheriff of Jefferson County. Sheriff David Marshak returns the show in just a moment. But I uh, want to remind folks, last week we had our friends from Razorback Armory on the show. If you missed that great conversation, you can always grab it on the podcast. And we appreciate everything they do for us at Razorback. And anytime we get a chance to get out into the great outdoors and talk about the great outdoors, it's brought to you by...
2: Razorback Armory, Uh ironically, your full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. They are truly a gun concierge. They can get what you need. Go to RazorbackArmory.com for directions and information about Razorback Armory. Tell them Bo sent you.
1: All right. And unless he gave up because he thought he was uh, connected to the wrong show with the music there, (laughs) our friend, (laughs) (laughs) Sheriff of Jefferson County, Dave Marshak, joins us now. Sheriff, how are you? Good afternoon. Glad you
4: guys are uh, doing well. Sorry to hear uh, Chad, uh, you're leaving, but uh, congratulations. I'm sure uh, you're on to uh, better things. So, uh, he is.
2: Yes, uh, he yes. is. He Biden's is. cabinet, I think. Oh no. Biden's cabinet. Oh no.
1: So, Sheriff, it's been a little bit since we've uh, had a chance to chat with you. Before I dig into any specific topics, just uh, how is uh, how are things in Jefferson County as we, you know, continue to deal with the uncertainty of the election and covid cases are back on the rise and, you know, uh, shutdowns and things like that are starting to pop back up around our area. How are you guys uh, in Jefferson County?
4: Look, uh, we're doing well. Things are going well. Uh, we didn't see any civil unrest uh, as was predicted post-election, so that's always a good thing. And um, in terms of uh, COVID-related response, I think our county continues to address the the obvious issues, but in a responsible way. And um, for us, it's, uh, it's a good time to move forward to the holiday season and uh, spend time with family in a responsible way. So things are good. No complaints.
1: Very good. Um, So there's a couple of issues here that I wanted to get your thoughts on that have happened both locally and nationally um, regarding everything, not just uh, the election or COVID, but just across the board when it comes to sort of Second Amendment rights and law enforcement's role and – uh, we were just talking in the last segment. If you guys missed it, we had uh, Aaron Tarlow on, of course, from Southern Armory, and we were going through some of the plans laid out on Joe Biden's website. This isn't conjecture. It's not like we're trying to predict what his plan is. We we're looking at his website. And going through some of the things, some of the plans that he has there and 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 getting Aaron's thoughts on them Um, and to kind of continue that discussion uh, and make it more law enforcement uh, related. Sheriff, I don't know if you saw this about a week ago, St. Louis, the St. Louis County Council passed a resolution that calls for the removal of police officers from schools. When I was in high school over 20 years ago in Florissant, we had a county officer. Stationed at the school, I mean, this is this has been going on in some places for decades. Uh, our officer, our police officer, was part of the, you know, he was part of the high school. He was he was at assemblies. He was a member of the staff. He was he was a familiar face in the hallways. It was never anything that I I I ever personally or knew of anyone personally looking at as a negative thing. In fact, I think it made some people feel safer so this this kind of caught me off guard because this just seemed to come out of nowhere uh what are your thoughts on on this i guess now new push to remove police officers from schools it, it did, go ahead go ahead sheriff
2: and and is that uh, happening in jeffco
1: yeah
4: absolutely not uh, look i think it's uh,
2: <laughs> i love this guy yeah.
4: let's be realistic. look let's be realistic about where these conversations are happening and, and they're not happening in jefferson county they're not happening in St. Charles County. I think it's a very myopic view of the law enforcement student relationship. I will tell you that our school resource officers here in Jefferson County are very well respected. They are an integral part of the school system. The school administrators and leadership is very happy to have our officers uh, in the school system uh, because not only do they fulfill a a leadership role in terms of law enforcement, uh, it really does bridge that gap between Uh, students and law enforcement at an early age, um, which will, you know, lead to better relationships in the future. And so, you know, I think moving forward, look, we've had this uh, this liberal push for, you know, pushing police out of schools. But uh, I've seen a lot of that die down and a lot of the rhetoric settle down and people, you know, approaching it in a much more pragmatic way and say, look, this is good for the future and relationship building. These police are part of our community and so that relationship needs to to be ongoing so we don't see that here in jefferson county and i and i think from what i've examined i think some of that uh has i think some of those leadership uh, elected officials have walked back on a little bit of that so thank god yeah no
2: kidding and uh and in in jefferson county we're a little bit different like you mentioned st charles county probably lincoln county it has been standard uh for our counties uh, in the outlying areas to have a police officer at, if not one, maybe two, at each school. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, so we have seven different school districts in Jefferson County that participate in the program. And I can just tell you from a historical perspective, when we've notified them of increase in costs associated with having a deputy there at their school, uh, they don't, you know, look at it for two seconds without signing off on it and say, you know, whatever it costs, uh, we want that deputy here.
1: So, Sheriff, part of this resolution says that – the, the when they're giving the reasons for why they are suggesting this and by the way you're in 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 good company there's been other police chiefs and law enforcement representatives that have come out in, since this resolution was passed and and we talked about you know have called it absurd and and you know and, and say that it it puts safety at risk for students um but part of the reasoning that in this resolution was uh, the council says that the people in charge of security at schools should be trained specifically to handle the unique situations that would arise with kids, and that standard police training doesn't necessarily cover that. So, almost saying that they're they're not qualified, and that's one way to look at it. It's kind of how I looked at it, um, or at least saying that they don't have the proper training um, to handle security for kids because it's a different it's a different set of circumstances than than standard law enforcement what do you think about that are 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 police officers just by their basic training um, equipped to handle security at at schools or should there be more training involved
4: there's always listen there's always the argument for more training i always stand by that uh, i think that it's a short-sighted uh, view, if you think that uh, police officers aren't equipped to handle some crisis situations, you know, they also have to deal with Fourth Amendment issues that pop up in a school. And so I think whatever, and this goes back to a conversation we've had before where, you know, this this inspection and um, consideration for non-law enforcement people to start doing law enforcement duties. The fact is, at some point, A non-sworn officer, security officer, whatever, will have to deal with a situation uh, that quickly becomes violent. And then pretty soon we're talking about how to equip those security officers to deal with force issues. And then uh, as those progress, pretty soon it morphs into a law enforcement role and responsibility. I will tell you that uh, there's always additional room for training and expertise in a certain area specialized units and specialized functions serve a role in law enforcement our officers that are assigned to schools get specialized training on how to deal with children and to deal with those unique situations that pop up but there when it comes to protecting our children and protecting their rights um, there's no substitute for quality policing and, and to get quality people in those positions you have to pay a law enforcement salary and that's that's just the reality of our of our position here
2: well, I think extended education for any line of work, especially radio producers, Chad Ellis, uh, he could use a little extra. Um, but, but to be serious, is the D.A.R.E. program still a, a, a part of what the schools do? I mean, because I think it makes, Sheriff, I think it makes a, a better connection when, you know, the kids can have a conversation with a D.A.R.E. officer or somebody in law enforcement because, hey, you guys are the good guys.
4: Yeah, and I appreciate that, Bo. And, and those are certainly compliments to the professionals that are out there every day in all the schools. I think that uh, the deer program has been somewhat watered down for some jurisdictions, but I know many jurisdictions have, you know, morphed it into what works for them and what works for their school district.
1: Talking to Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. Sheriff, only got a couple of minutes left. I want to get your thoughts on this last uh, topic before we let you go. Um, we talked about, you know, the, the, the various shutdowns and restrictions that are being put back in place, not only locally, but obviously nationally. And one of the national stories that really caught my attention this week was in Oregon, Where they, you know, everybody's talking about Thanksgiving and not having people with, depends on when you hear this, we're recording before Thanksgiving. I made the mistake that I told Sheriff not to make earlier. Jeez. (laughs) Anyway, as we record this, it's before Thanksgiving. If you hear it, it's after Thanksgiving. But you understand the, the situation that all this talk about Thanksgiving and gatherings has been, you know, top of the headlines in many places. And the governor of Oregon encouraged citizens, encouraged residents of that state to call the police if they see their neighbors With more than six people in their house and during a holiday gathering, Mm. Uh, what do you, Sheriff? In general, what are your thoughts on police officers? (laughs) Not, no, I, I'm not going to go that far on you. I I just police officers' role when it comes to enforcing things like mask restrictions and, and having too many people in your living room or in your yard um, as we go through this situation is there are there enough cops is there enough is there enough of time and and resources to answer those types of calls and take care of those issues
4: uh, look this is coming from from a state that uh, allows personal use for meth and cocaine, but you can't use a straw in the commission of it, right? It's about like straw. <laughs> I just keep That's exactly this. right. Well played. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's keep things in perspective. Good point. I, you know, look, uh, we have to have this, and, and of course, these uh, public policy issues come up in terms of public health, but there has to be a balance of uh, liberty and personal freedoms associated with some of the things that we're doing to uh, minimize transmission on COVID. And I think we have to have a realistic approach. Having law enforcement respond uh, to be the mass police or having them to uh, investigate how many people are at your Thanksgiving or holiday gathering is the most absurd thing I've ever seen. Uh, <clears throat> this reinforces uh, my commitment to Second Amendment and standing up for what's right. And and I think some of these politicians that we've seen go completely off the rails uh, wanting police to do something. I hope none of those police officers follow uh, that directive from the mayor. Uh, I can't think of uh, a worse case scenario than trying to be the mass police and end up in a force encounter over something so obnoxious.
1: Great stuff, Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. It is always great to talk with you, sir. Uh, if we don't talk to you soon, have a great holiday season and um, stay safe and down this, there in Jefferson County. Since uh, this is post
4: Thanksgiving, as we uh, now know, that's I hope correct. everybody has a great holiday weekend and they enjoyed their Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know, responsibly with their family. There you go. Thank you, sir. Hey, and in
2: some fa- hey, l- let me just say—in sure. some families it ain't a real uh, family celebration until the cops are called. So good luck with that.
1: There is truth to that, Bo. I know, brother, I know. (laughs) Thanks, Sheriff. Talk to you soon. Have a good day. You too. All right, take a quick break. We'll talk to our buddy Mike Marfell, the professional fisherman. we get back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis. My partner, Bo Matthews, is connected there at the Matthews Compound as we practice proper social distancing. Have had a great show so far today. Actually went pretty long with both of our guests so far, Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory and Sheriff Dave Marshak from Jefferson County. I want to remind folks that if you missed that conversation or just want to hear it again, check out our podcast. You can get the Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors Podcast anywhere you get podcasts, but I recommend the Radio.com app because it's basically one-stop shopping for the whole radio station. As far as listening, you can listen 24-7. You can rewind live radio and you can get this podcast there on the radio.com app and it is all free Uh, our guest now is Mike Marfell our buddy the professional fisherman joins us on the line Mike how's it going great living the dream still buddy yeah the dream so we've only got a couple minutes left here on the radio show but Mike's gonna stick around and be a part of the podcast exclusive uh, and we're going to really talk about uh, winter fishing, cold weather fishing, tips and tricks. I know, Mike, you always say that fishing season's not over until the water's hard, right? That's, that's, that's it. that's it. That's
0: for sure. Some of the best fishing, like I said, you'd see me with a big fish in a picture. I usually got a sock cap on my head. Yeah, that's it's awesome.
1: A... And I uh, want to remind folks, anytime we're talking about fishing, it's brought to you by our friends at Bluff City Outdoors. Bluff City Outdoors over there in Alton. They are open all year round because, as Mike just said, it's always fishing season. So you can uh, always stack up or stock up the tackle, tackle box. Boy, oh boy, struggling. Stock up the tackle box, that's what he tried to say, there at Bluff City Outdoors. Check <laughs> him out at BluffCityOutdoors.com. Uh, Mike, we've been talking about it throughout the show. Today is Chad Ellis's, our producer's last day on the show. He is moving on to bigger and better things. And, uh, Chad, before we run out of time on the air here, I want to give you this little gift oh, from wow. Bo and I. Bo and I chipped in. Thank you. Got you a little going away this. present there. This is amazing. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Look at I it. I'd send him a Whopper Plopper if I'd have known. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. He's already. Hey, in the last segment, uh, Sheriff talked about sending us something, and uh, Chad sent everybody his uh, his new ad- address. Was like, well, here, if you got free gifts, here's how you send them. So I can. If you want to send a Whopper Plopper, I'll tell you how to get it to him. This is yeah, radio, really cool. man. This cool. is
2: fr- free stuff, man.
1: <laughs> man, this is amazing. So yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna talk to Mike about uh, about some fishing in the uh, podcast exclusive. We'll also get a talk chance to talk to Chad a little bit more about uh, about the future. But while we have a couple minutes left here, Mike, uh, just real quick, uh, basic your your basic approach to. Um, uh, to fishing right now um uh is it uh right now versus the dead of winter so yeah. we're
0: talking if i'm going to the tournament i'm fishing on saturday yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have three possibly four main things that i'm gonna be using. of course a jig a jerk bait, a big spinnerbait and possibly possibly a crankbait but mm. i doubt it mm. <laughs> the other thing you could the alabama rigs work you know that's starting to come into play too with i just I've, we've talked about it i, I hate throwing a thing so i won't be doing that getting to fish the tournament with my middle son who's 21 which is pretty exciting we don't get to get go fishing very often together so uh i might throw that out he's a big strong kid i might put the alabama rig in his hand let him swing it around but that would be my approach That's super. The fish are still going to be shallow. They're going to be shallow still.
1: Yeah, see, and I think that people get the wrong idea that this is not the time to be on the water, but it actually is.
0: It's a great time to be on the water because there's a lot of people, the big boats are off, and your average Joe, I mean, you know, a lot of people just don't, like you said, it's not crowded because of that. Right. And people are deer hunting and other forms of hunting, so uh, that helps, too.
1: So basically you can you, the fish are always in the are always in the water, right? I mean, it I think people <laughs> get get the wrong idea that um you know that it, it, in the winter months or in the rain or you know whatever there's times where they just don't bite, but that's not true. They're always there.
0: That is not true. And the bait is all <clears throat> dying off and moving towards the backs of the creeks and stuff and they're gorging now while they can. So gotcha. they're feeding when you catch them, they're going
1: to have a little bit of a belly on them, most likely, this well, time of year. So We definitely want to expand this conversation, get into some of Mike's tips and tricks for fishing in this time of, uh, at this time of the year in this cold weather. And we're going to do that, like I said, in the podcast exclusive. Uh, but here in this last minute, I just wanted to say one more time to Chad Ellis. Thank you so much. Great job. We look forward to uh, the future for you. Bo, you want to say anything to Chad while we have a minute here?
2: Well, you know, Chad, I've been uh, working around you guys for about a year or so. I was thinking about it this morning, and uh, you seem to be like the first one in the in the studio. Uh, you're always ready to go, and you never—I I don't know—I just can't say enough about you. It's just been a great experience with you, and I—I I, I really, I really wish you a ton of luck down in uh, Arizona. You're gonna love it because I used to live there, and it's—it's uh, it's great beyond uh, just the the warmth, the warm weather. It's a dry heat, <laughs> but uh, I, I, so I heard. I, I so think. Hard. Other than other than the Biden cabinet, whatever you're ended up doing, uh, I hope it goes well. All had right, to, thank you. I appreciate that. Had
1: to go political.
0: <laughs> <laughs> please, please tell me you're going to be using that buttery voice
4: somewhere. Chad,
1: is that the case? Um, what, what, what's going on?
4: We, I don't know yet. Um, but we'll talk about that in the podcast
1: exclusive. He'll find his way into a studio one way or another, that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that voice
0: has got to, yeah. That's right.
1: Well, Chad, thank you again. We, we've we uh, appreciated everything you've done for us here on Second Amendment Radio, and it's not going to be the same without you, buddy. All right, got to wrap up this show. Join us in the podcast exclusive. We'll talk uh, more about winter fishing with Mike Marfell there. And uh, for my partner, Bo Matthews, and producer Chad Ellis for the last time, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. See you, boys.